welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. I am Sarah Beth Ramsey, and I'm really, really excited today because I have a good friend of mine on the show who agreed to be my guest, and I can't believe he agreed to be my guest, but I'm really excited that he's here. So his name is Aaron. Maybe you've heard of him. I think he's pretty famous. He is the owner of the No Picks After Dark podcast. It is a award-winning podcast. He actually is the winner of the 2020 Best of Baltimore from Baltimore Sun and the Best of Baltimore from Baltimore Magazine, which is quite an accomplishment. So congratulations. He has also participated in Charm City Creates showcasing um, Baltimore creatives that visit Baltimore. The program was organized by Baltimore delegates. He's also participated in Epsilon Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Inc. as they celebrated Black Podcasters for Black History Month. Um, His podcast, No Picks After Dark, seeks to build a community of human experiences, positive storytelling, and conversation. The format consists of simply telling a memorable tale, entrepreneur life, or explaining an experience that changed a life. Guests have included City Council President, now Mayor of Baltimore City, Brandon Scott, Councilman Ryan Dorsey, Comptroller Bill Henry, Fishnet Restaurant, Black Sauce Kitchen, Dr. Carsonia Whitehead, WEAA radio host, executive director, Annie Millie of Live Baltimore. He also went to Syracuse University. So without further ado, welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much. I know that was a lot. And uh, I appreciate you taking time out to say that. I really appreciate that. Uh, And I'm thankful and honored and blessed to be on the show. So thank you. Of course, of course. I wouldn't miss it. Um, it was a lot of really great information and also congratulations. I'm just so excited to see all of these things that keep happening for you. Well-deserved. Um, thanks again for being on the show today. I want to hear a little bit more about you and No Picks After Dark. So is there anything else you want to add or say? Um, you said it all in intro, I think. I think you said it all. I, I really, I mean, it's, it's a blessing to be in this space. I never thought I would be a creative you know, I never thought I would be an artist, and here we are now, and it's a blessing to, um, just to, just to have this platform, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a blessing to be interviewed, um, I don't do many interviews, as you know, mm-hmm. um, so when people put me on their show, their numbers kind of go up, so, uh, <laughs> because people are just like, I just don't do interviews, and they like to hear what I have to say sometimes, I don't know why, but, uh, you don't so, know why, Hey, I'm just really excited. I mean, a lot of people have heard me say that I have a podcast mentor. I don't know that they know who it is. So I don't, I mean, I've said it a few times, but I hope you don't mind me saying it, but Aaron is my podcast mentor. So, um, you know, which makes me specifically excited to have him on the show. But like I said, he's also my friend. So thanks for helping me with everything, Aaron. I could not have done so much of this without you. So seriously, thank you. Yeah, it's all about you. I always tell people it's, your, it's the drive. It's what people want to do. And uh, I can't control that. You only can control that. So Sure. Well, I appreciate it. So can you tell everybody what inspired you to start No Picks After Dark, your podcast? So I had um, my first child. And um, I didn't know what to do after that because uh, I'm used to going out, hanging out in Fells Point after work going to happy hour drinks with coworkers and I need something to do. And I was like, you know, my friends were like, why don't you do a podcast? And I was like, why not? Why not do it? Um, at first it was, I was like, well, let me do it for my son. Let me do it something that he can remember me by. And I really, really wanted him to remember his dad by something by all the awesome people that his dad knew uh, who he's known and you know audio will be here forever it doesn't matter how it changes eight track eight, uh, tape player cd player that all gets transferred you know we still have ken burns history and stuff like that going i mean you know like sure. ken burns are one of the guys who's a guy who's a historian guy who has all the history history things i can't remember his name but that audio i know what forever. you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah i wanted to and then you know it was funny when i first started it and all of my college friends called me they're like uh, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> about <laughs> nothing about our, our, our lifestyle. And they're like, all right, cool, cool. I wouldn't do that to anybody. So, yeah, I started with that and um, I just took this course. You know, it's like nature. It takes this course. You don't fight it. 
just go with the flow and just uh, make it happen. So how many years have you been doing it now? It'll be two years, March 1st. So wow. I, don't, I don't know when this is coming out, but it'll be two years, March 1st. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. So how do you decide, you know, I mean, because we said a little bit in the intro that a lot of what you do is storytelling, which I love. Um, how do you decide who's going to be on your podcast? You know, when I first started, it was like, can you please come on my show? Can you please come on my show? You know, you're begging. I need, can, can I, I need, can you come on my show? But originally it was all friends and I have vetted them. I, I know their life stories and that was easy. That was, that's a layup. Um, yeah. I went outside my comfort zone. That's when you start vetting. You start asking questions. You do pre-interviews. That's very important, people. You're in the podcast game. You may want to do a pre-interview because your podcast could, could go off the rails or it could be a boring podcast. And we're like, why am I here? 10 minutes in the show and then you have 15 more questions to go. Uh-huh. That's the worst part, not being somebody who's not engaging. Uh-huh. And, um, that's what I look at. I, mean, I know we talk about storytelling. And um, storytelling is one of those things that I would say you can, get, you, can, you can be taught that, but it's something that I learned from my family. And uh-huh. um, I have, when I, when I was younger, we had 10 uncles and aunts. And I had uncles who wow. would tell that would blow your mind. Uh-huh. You know they were, you knew they were lying, but it was just story. <laughs> you know, like you're sitting there, like and like they were captive. It was to be so captivating. It could be 20 people in the room. And they would have the story, and you're like, you're just gonna you like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? Uh-huh. And you learn from them. You learn from what they're talking about. You hear how they deliver the story. You hear how they emphasize on certain things and they draw back. And that storytelling is just something that. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And I don't know if you can teach that. I don't know. I don't know. I think um, some people have it. Some people don't. Some people mm-hmm. can be taught that, but it's the passion about it. You know, I, I, I bring a passion. You know, every time I talk with people, like I feel your passion. And I'm like, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And I, you know, I could, you know, we, I might have my uncle talk about a crazy ass story about a snake that will put his tail in your nose <laughs> right in the water. Where it was like a water. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You would hear some sh- like, but you would make it sound so believable. You'd be right. like, yeah, that's a really good story. Yeah. He's like, what am I going to put this tail in your nose? I'm going to try to eat you. And like, you're like, what the hell? And so it's all these fabled tales and stories that my uncles would tell us. And that's how I learned to tell stories. So that's, awesome. that's where it came from. And, um, you know, it gets it just gets passed down from generation to generation. So it's a beautiful thing yeah. when I think about it. Yeah, my family, we'll, we'll call it embellishing. Um, they did a lot of embellishing in their stories. And we found that out because the, the story would change um, a little bit every time it was told. Like, oh, I thought it, like for fishing, for example, I thought the fish was like this long, you know? No, it was like twice that size the next time. And yeah, something's going on here, you know? Even as a kid, you're like, I know something's up. So yeah, totally. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just to kind of tie it in with, you know, marketing, social media, um, storytelling is really, really important in, in my industry too. Um, especially when you're a startup or a small business and you're telling people why they would want to be invested in, you know, your business, your company, your product, your service, whatever it might be. Um, and it's a thing sometimes people forget to do is tell the story behind why they started it. And it's, it's a really important piece um, to get your audience on social media to connect with you. So some of what I do is helping people tell that story. And I truly believe that everybody tells a story or has a story, but like you said, um, telling it might be a little bit different. Not everybody um, knows exactly how to tell that story. And I also think not everybody gets the opportunity to tell that story. So um, that's something that I believe is important. And one of the reasons that I think your podcast is so special and important too. Um, You kind of touched on this a little bit, how you do, you know, so much research on your guests before you, and and before you even meet with them, which to me is like, 
really inspiring. When when I met with you um, before, you know, we did my episode, you knew so much about me. And I was like, how do you know that? Um, it was really impressive. And it definitely made me feel special as a guest. So I'm sure other people feel the same way. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that process and when you started doing it and what made you kind of decide to start doing it? One bad guest. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> one okay. bad has it all. Uh-huh. You find yourself like, where? How did I even get in? It? Like, you're in the middle of a conversation. This is terrible. Like, I don't know why I'm even here. But I'm just not get through it. You know, right? And learn from that mistake. And I wish somebody would have taught me that. But you know, again, you learn from those are my trials and tribulations, and I try to pass uh-huh. it on to all my friends and uh, colleagues and. The crew, I you know, a podcast is a role. So, I I make sure I know about you. Like I, I like to know. I like to look at your social media because I feel like even though social media, that's a whole. I know that that's that's, your, <laughs> that's a whole wheelhouse. But it can, social media can be a fabric of you, or it could be a false whatever sense of whatever you may or may not be. But uh-huh. whatever world is what people are going to get back to you. So I look at your social media. I look at, I, I, you know, I befriend people around you. I see the type of friends you, you roll with. I see, you know, what kind of character do you have? You can find those traits. You know, if, they, if they're on live or Instagram, oh, you, you're definitely going to tune into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to learn and research because I want to know kind of basically what's going to come out their mouth before I have an interview mm-hmm. and know what I know about them. And uh, like, if it were, even with you, um, I... I think I told you this. I had a col- a colleague coworker who loved your loved what you did, and I said, "Why is she so fascinating?" She explained it. And I said, "Why? Tell me more." You know, and then mm-hmm. I looked at what, what product you had and what you had going on, and it was it was like okay. And they're like, "You should put her on your show." I was like, "Oh, let me find out." And I remember when we met that one time. You know, you were we were sitting there chatting chat that day, and I was just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. It was a great conversation. And, you know, you kind of have to have that vibe with somebody. If the vibe mm-hmm. is bad, it's not going to be a good interview, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a good interview. Um, even to touch back on something you said earlier about mm-hmm. your client storytelling. I know it's a little bit different. I'm jumping around a little bit. But okay. you know who does a really good storytelling? Mm-hmm. Apple, Nike. Mm-hmm. Think, think about the commercials. Think about how they tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Tugs at your heart, tugs at your soul. They know how to do that. Uh-huh. And that's storytelling. Yeah. Taking that emotion. And so I for businesses that anybody deals with, you have a story. Uh-huh. How do you start your business? People love hearing those stories. People love supporting those stories. And they will uh-huh. support you. And translating that into audio is a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. Like, I have to pay somebody like myself to do that. <laughs> And we will talk more about that too, but yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great point. And yeah, and very visually appealing too, which, you know, it's another part of when your story is being told on social media as well. But yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. So I, I guess you kind of just touched on my next question, which is why is storytelling so important? Um, but do you, do you want to tell me a little bit more about that too? You want to take a take to take the listener on a, on a journey. Yeah. You want to take them on a journey. You want to, like, if I met you when I when you interview, we're going to know about a little bit about your background. What makes you happy? Okay. What makes you sad? What do you like to eat? Where do you like to go out? What do you do in your spare time? These are things that the audience wants to know. Mm-hmm. It builds character. It builds character right there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a book. It's like a book. You're building a character in a book know about them and then you just take I'm just I'm just I'm not reinventing the wheel the wheels are already invented I'm just doing it in my sense of way and I do it where I build the character up and then we go on that journey and we talk mm-hmm. about how you got there and what trials and tribulations you went through and people love hearing personal stories they love hearing that yes you want to know the outcome of it and that's what it's all about storytelling not everybody can do it again it's all about how you you know I, I listen to a, a lot of pods mm-hmm. and People have a lot of great shows out here. Um, some are straightforward questions, like boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Like that. That's that's not my style, but um, uh-huh. it's cool. Though. I mean, everybody's own style. Whatever works for you works for you. But I can tell you that 
just from my experience, storytelling is the way to go. And it's all about how you deliver it to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I remember when when I did your when I was a guest on your podcast and you were asking me about chicken wings, and I was like, chicken wings, flats or drums, but that that totally makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's a great point. It makes you normal. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you vulnerable. It makes you yeah. you're telling things that people it's kind of like me and you're on a date on an interview. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But my audience is the date. They're going to know mm-hmm. who you are. Right. The, oh, that's a great way to put it. It's a blind date. You don't know who the, who's listening. Mm-hmm. It's a blind date. You're auditioning. Mm-hmm. It's a 45-minute advertisement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like you teach podcasting or something, Aaron. <laughs> you sound like you really know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, so... Do you believe that everybody has the ability to tell their story and why or why not? An ability, not capability. I want to make sure that there's that's distinguished there. I can tell a story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can tell a story. Uh-huh. Does, does the audience want to listen to it after five minutes? Right. That's the, that's the, that's the buy-in. Do they want to buy in and listen to the conversation? I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, everybody's capable. But I think you need the right person to... Um, be the, the director or somebody who can help you out and make it sound better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I was perfect at doing this. If you listen to my first 15 episodes, they were good. I cringe listening to them now. I cringe because <laughs> I know where I started and I know where I am now. I'm much more comfortable um, mm-hmm. talking. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where it just takes practice. And you have to put the work in to do it. And if you don't practice and you aren't consistent about it, then I don't know if, you, if you're going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to turn on the light on and say, I can do it. You know? So, I mean, you, I mean, how many of your listeners have heard somebody tell a story in two minutes inside of you're like, I'm walking out the room. You're at a party. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. Oh, you, yeah, I'm the guy when you go to a party. You got 10 people standing around me here, and I'm talking some crazy-ass, excuse my language. <laughs> And, um, it's okay. But people are like, "Damn, right? This is pretty cool." This is um, even though he Aaron could be lying his ass off. This sounds fascinating, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just camaraderie. It's just being with people. I mean, people. I always tell people, people are my drug. You know, and I love. I get. I get high off people. I, I love this interaction with us. Us, and this is my. This is the only way I can get with talking to people through podcasting because. We're in a pandemic, and uh, this is the closest I get to people now. So they can hear my voice and um, take it from there. Yeah. Would you, I'm going off script, but would you say that you are an extrovert then? Definitely. Extreme extrovert. Extreme. We're going on a year right now. <laughs> yeah. Being, and, um, you know, everybody thought I would be broken within like two months. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's good to get away. You know, like that, the Southwest commercial. I don't know why I even gave them a plug, but they're not paying the bill. But what I'm saying is, it's like, um, um, it just, you just, you just want to, you know, it, being an extrovert, it's hard. It's hard, you know, and people are like, you're not going to last. And I made it. I made it through. And I mean, there were days where, like, I would talk to a, a trash man outside, but hey, what's going on? Because, like, I wanted to talk to the trash man, you know? And my dogs got sick of me. My kids got sick of me. They're like, yeah, we, shut up. Go outside. And so uh, one of the coolest things I did was in my neighborhood, I organized um evening out during the pandemic. Everybody brought the lawn chairs outside. I had a band Ooh. show, band played. Everybody, I, I made meal. I made an awesome meal. And, um... Put in the styrofoam things, and everybody was separated, so you didn't have to cross contaminate, touch. And that was my way of seeing the world again and talking to my neighbors and just conversating. And it was just really great. And now we're in the cold ass tundra, so I don't know right now. It's the struggle. The cold is making it so much harder for me as well. Although, and I think this surprises people sometimes, but I am actually an introvert. So I need to be inside more than outside. However, um, usually I'm like outside doing some kind of sport or something. Like even if I'm by myself, you know, in in the winter, it's just not, it's not happening for me. (laughs) So I can understand that. 
I get it. I get it. I definitely dig it. Definitely dig yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. But that's cool, though. I like that idea. My neighborhood should do that. I'll, I'll talk to them. Um, so how can we, as podcasters, help more people be able to share their stories and kind of give a platform to people that don't have a platform or might not be able to have access to one? That's a great question. I mean, you know, a lot of people have stories, like you said, a lot of businesses have stories, but they don't, they don't know how to say it. And I think you can't be intimidated by us. You can't be intimidated by us asking for help, you know, and, and Hey, I know somebody that can really relate, tell your story. If you don't want to say it, or you may not, it may not come out right. Um, I think it's very important to hear people's stories. And that's why I started the podcast because I wanted the voices that are unheard told. That's actually on my website. It says that. Yes, and, it does. Um, I just wanted people to tell their stories. You know, I had uh, Miss Tawanda about her dating dating in her fifties, and she, that was that was wild. You know, she's mm-hmm. talking about everything that every woman probably has gone through. You know, she's talking to a guy who who was in jail, and <laughs> you know, it's, these are things that happen. And it's just wild yeah. how it you know. And I just look at life and just say, you know. Everybody's story and it should be told. And I try to, I try to tell as many stories as possibly can. And mm-hmm. now, the more and more I'm getting more, what's the word for it? People that are, I'm, I've dealt with a lot of more businesses now, like a Zeke's Coffee. Yeah. I've told their story. A Maggie's Farm. I've told their story, and that's a great thing because then people are like, oh, I know your story, and they go and talk to the owners of the place. Like, I want to support them. I feel like I'm they're a part of the community. Can we go and support them? That's the, I think that's very important with businesses who are in communities. They yeah. have to really reach out and find another way to market themselves. Okay. Because in this time, day and age, there's so much stuff going on. And okay. I think podcasters are placing them in the marketplace to do that. I mean, there's some great pods in Baltimore that do that. Um, but I mean, again, it's just that's nothing we're here for. And our doors are open, our DMs are open, as they say. Slide mm-hmm. on in. <laughs> I might not answer right away, but you can hit me back. I'll hit you back in a couple of days, though. That's cool. Yeah. Good time. Good time, day. It's, it's a fun time. I'm having fun with your podcast. Oh, good. I'm so fun. I feel like I'm growing. The more I'm growing now. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about Zeke's, and I, I drink Zeke's every day. So I keep Zeke's in my house. I can't live without it. Like, it's my favorite coffee in the world. And I change it up every month or however long it takes me to go out like uh, through a bag. Um, I just, man, I love them. They're great. See, you know, I'm disclaimer folks. They do sponsor me. So I'm going to throw it out there. So they do. They, you guys look at our website. Aaron talked about it. He didn't say, well, I, I disclaimer I'm telling y'all right now. They do sponsor well, me. They do not sponsor me. And I swear they are my favorite coffee in the whole world. So but yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love them. They're great people. Um, recently you founded Charm City Collective Media, which is a media group that supports, encourages, and promotes amazing podcasts and alternative media outlets. I would love to hear more about that. Wow. You just hit me for all the questions today. Oh, I know, right? I wasn't ready. I'm starting to sweat over here. So, um, <laughs> What you know the thing about the pod, the podcast game is it, it's crazy because you know it's majority male podcast game and it, it, the high ups and the, who make the money are males uh-huh. and um, the voice of people of color really is not out there. Now your audience is going to probably tell I say, Aaron, you don't know what you're talking about. Michelle Obama has a podcast. Jamel Hill has a podcast. Okay, you name naming some people that are very something they all have in common. They're popular. There's somebody who you already know. You know their story. You read their books. You know everything about them. A celebrity. You're fascinated. I get it. Cool. But there are so many people of color that have amazing stories out here that need to be told. And they're not heard at all. And they're just trying. They're just trying to get heard. Even if they can get 1% or 0.5% of anybody's audience or somebody listen. That's what it's all about. Um, I was just on a recent podcast with um, some brothers from OTR podcast, they're outside of Columbia, Maryland. And they gained a whole new audience for my podcast. Because people were like, we didn't even know who these guys were. 
And you know, and they're like, you know, Aaron, you you're you're a gatekeeper. You have a great a great audience. My audience is very diverse, and I pride myself on that. I want it for everybody. I want everybody to listen to it. I don't care who you are, um, to be relatable. And that's what I, and that's what we do. We try to promote, educate, and give voices. And that's what it's all about. I co-founded with uh, Gary O'Neill, who has a show called The C Plan Do Show. I told him the interview. I told him I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get on after this. After this, but he he was like, "Hey, man, like I love what you're doing. So let's let's make it happen, bro." And remember, I spoke to you about it. I said, "Hey, what are your okay. thoughts about it?" You know, I, I ask around because I like to know what my friends think and what their thoughts are in businesses and stuff like that. I'm new to it. I mean, you know, and, but, you know, the more and more we're growing, more and more people want to join. Uh-huh. And it's crazy right now. People are like, you're hitting us up. Can we join? Can we join them? Like interview process. There's there, there one thing that I really, really encourage. I tell any podcaster out there. Consistency is key. Uh-huh. If you're not consistent, people will leave your show and be gone because uh-huh. there's a million podcast in the world. I don't care if you have the dopest content. If you're not consistent, people leave. They have, they have choices. Uh-huh. You know? So I tell the crew that's in that collective consistency. We meet every other week and have meetings on Zoom. We talk about things we can work on. How can we cross merchandise? Can we cross, cross promote? What things can we do? Great. And it's a beautiful thing that we're creating. We're creating if people and eyes are on us. People are like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And it's pretty cool that so much feedback and positive back from the Baltimore community and beyond has been for this. So um, check it out, Charm C Collective Media um, on Instagram. We don't have a website up yet because um, that costs money. So we'll, we'll, yes. we'll, 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 we'll get to that. But uh, there's amazing shows on there. Um, I will give you all the names of shows at the end of the show because I, I, I can't name okay. everybody. Okay. I, I, do, I do a cheat sheet and look at everything. Yeah, and and also, if people want to find out more, do they just DM the Instagram account or email yeah. you? Okay. DM that or it's Charm C Collective Media at gmail.com if you want to know about that. We cool. have email. We have all the web page. We have all the websites that we bought. We just got to build, a, build a, a thing, and I'm like, that costs some money. I don't know about it, that. It definitely, yeah. Getting all that set up. I work with a lot of startups and getting everything set up. It, it costs it costs the coins. So I'm with you. And I do say coins. I know you think I don't say coins. We had a conversation about this the other day, but I definitely do. I don't say one thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, I mean, I just, I'm so excited for you. I loved the idea from the start. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about it. So definitely everybody listening, please check it out. It's, it's great. Okay. A couple of other questions for you. I know I'm hitting you with all the questions, but something, something I'm really interested in hearing from you. I'm going to skip one question is tell me a story or is there a story that you've heard on your podcast, an interview that you've done that you still think about often that really resonated, that really like hit you maybe like in the gut or like, it's just something you think about a lot. So you realize I have a hundred, I have a hundred, I have a hundred and three episodes. <laughs> Maybe more than one, but uh, no, I'm just curious. You know, people, people are listening to like, which one is going to say? Which one? <laughs> My is like, let me, let me, let me think of an episode that, that didn't get enough downloads. I could go that route where I go to a popular one. Um, <laughs> this should be my audio clickbait, I think, for this episode. <laughs> should be the audio clip. So uh-huh. many Oh man, this, I got more flavors than Baskin Robbins out here. <laughs> that's, that's a cut. That's also off the cut too. So that's another one plug. But um, um, wow, which episode? So episode, there's a couple of them. Okay. Um, Miss Tawanda's about just dating in general, like just going like in a dating game nowadays and being divorced with two boys and she's dating and it's, it's, it's a wild ride that from, I would tell people that was the first season. Like it's like episodes through one through 10. That whole season was amazing. I, didn't okay. know I, was getting, I had a guy who went to Calvert hall who was a star athlete, got to college, held out and was so depressed. 
that that was deep because I mean huh. he was a superior athlete, and then he got to college and realized he was just just like just ever there's athletes everywhere. Huh. That was um, locked up abroad. Uh, I always laugh about that, but my friend Monica, she was in Russia, and I remember the episode she was over there. She speaks fluent Russian now, and huh. her roommate was Canadian. That's the reason why I'm saying Canadian. So, okay. <laughs> so the um, I don't, I don't I'm gonna say this wrong, but the police officers came to her their apartment, and knocked on the door. The rule of thumb is don't answer the damn door. And the police officers, the Russians or KGB, whoever they may be, open the door. So they opened the door. They lied and said, "Oh, we heard there's too many people living in this place," and brought them down to the Russian police station. Which oh, is my yeah, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, who describes that story is wild. Like it's a wild ass story about that. Uh, and people really need. I, I think my first season, even though I cringe about it, is one of my best seasons ever. I think he has some really great, authentic, raw stories. Mm-hmm. It was really, really raw because I didn't know what I was doing, and that's what made it authentic. You know, mm-hmm. um, the one I had one with uh, called the family, I think, and it was about adoption. And this is one of my good friends. I didn't know about the story that she went through. Yeah, wow. Um, we had miscarriage. She talks about that. Talks about the whole adoption process, which how it's it's out of this world. I didn't realize how crazy it was to go through to get an adoption. And uh-huh. from sitting in, it's it's an amazing story. Her and her husband tell the whole story, and you they walk you through the whole time. They take you from point A to point Z. On how long it took to get nugget? They call them nugget. And uh, oh. I never knew this about them. So it's some, it's some really, really good stories out there. I mean, um, I had one with my mom who had breast cancer. We talked about that. I didn't, you know, that's a really heartfelt. A lot of people tell me about that story a lot. I didn't know if she had breast cancer in college. Um, they, they specifically did not tell me my senior year because they wanted me to graduate. And that's what, you know, so there's a there's some heartwarming stuff that, that's out there, folks, that I have everything from dating to this, you know, and there's so many great stories. And I just tell people, give it a chance, give it a try and um, come on, come on the journey with me. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's awesome. Those all sound great. And yeah, please take a listen to, I mean, I think all of Aaron's episodes, but maybe start with those. So what would you say to someone that doesn't believe that they're important, that their story is important enough to share? Everybody's story is important. Everybody. If you don't mm-hmm. believe that, and I don't, I don't know, I can't help you. You, everybody has a story. That's mm-hmm. what makes podcasts amazing. Everybody's mm-hmm. story. You have, a, you have a story. I have a story. We got here somehow. Way. <laughs> yep. always, you may not want to talk about your story, but mm-hmm. it's always behind everything. So everybody's story. It's just about getting out that show. You know, I, I, I will reveal something on this show. I don't actually ever re- reveal anything a lot of shows, but um, one of the things that really helped me with this podcast was when I was younger, I had a speech problem. Like I didn't, I uh, spoke too quickly. People were like, oh, you mumble, you mumble, you mumble a lot. And one of the priorities of this show, of me doing this was for me to speak clearer. People could wow. understand and people are like, we don't even, and like close friends know this. And they're like, we don't even notice that. Listen to you. And that's one of the things that I've always had troubles with. And I was always talking too quick or I sound like I had marble in my mouth, like something like that. You know, I remember I was like trying to date girls. Like, Hey girl, what you say? <laughs> and, but it's just one of those things like, you know, um, I knew I had overcome it and I always just speak too quickly and people can understand, but I was like, this podcast will help me slow down and digest and talk and talk clearly. So this is actually, so that's my story. I I just, you're breaking, nobody knows that out in the podcast or else. So you just got a, you just got an exclusive right there, right? You got building the mail. (laughs) So many, (laughs) so many gems today. Like I, I just feel, I'm so excited. I'm very excited for this episode. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you some social media related questions, actually. Oh, I was waiting for that. I, I, <laughs> you know, I love social media. Do you, though? Do you? Really, what now? I hate social um, media. I know. <laughs> I already knew that. 
Hey, quick question though, just kind of a random question actually. What do you think of Clubhouse? I know you're on it and I'm not. So tell me, what are your thoughts? That's a good question. I've asked people on my show this question too. Mm. Uh, um, so I know a couple owners of podcast companies who do it and they love it. They spread the word. They can get more people following them. Um, a couple people in, in Toronto City Collective Media are in Clubhouse a lot. They do seminars. I think if you're a business person and you want to get your business out there, you can get into those real like, so a club, I mean, if you listeners have never been to Clubhouse, mm-hmm. you can invite iOS, iOS, Apple phone. I got yeah. invited way back in the beginning. And I was kind of like, I invited you to come on, but you were like, <laughs> I um, said no. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, Clubhouse uh-huh. is here to, here to stay because people like talking and it's like you're in a room and people are talking about things that can help them out. Like mm-hmm. I can go in a podcast and they talk about do's and don'ts of podcasting. What things have you gone through? What things could you learn from? And it's a good like session where if I would have had Clubhouse when I first started podcasting, i have been in good shape because I could ask mm-hmm. these people. I was in a room one day with Mark Cuban talking. He was taking questions. That's what I'm saying. Like Mark Cuban's in there talking. A couple guys from Shark Tank are in one room and they're just talking. And I'm like, whatever. So in that aspect of talking to those type of people, you have access to them. That's pretty cool because you don't have regularly access. I have CEOs from Fortune 500 companies follow me, CFOs follow me. And it's weird because you look at it, but I don't really, I'm not on it as much as I should. I Social media, here we go. I don't have much to do for that. Mm-hmm. Some, some people are on his clubhouse 12 hours a day and I get it. They quit Facebook. They quit Instagram. Well, no, they kept, they kept Instagram and they kept Twitter because that's a link from clubhouse to those feeds. So you can get, right. so follow you and you build your thing. You build, you build, you build, you build. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question for you, but well, I'll ask you later, but um, yeah. clubhouse is here to stay. Uh, if you are a business owner, and you want to get out there and start talking to people and you, people who are in the same like-minded like you, why not? Where is it going to mm-hmm. hurt? But you have the hours a day for it. That's the question. I don't have the hours. I'm done. I don't, I don't, I, if I, if I, I have friends hit me all the time. Hey, hop on. Someone still was on tonight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I don't turn it on because I just don't have time for it. So. And my, yeah. Yeah. My, to be my, honest, that's why I said no. When, my, when you told me. Yeah, my daughter choice is uh, Instagram, so I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? I I didn't know that. That's funny. Huh. Um, I hate Twitter because it sounds like somebody's like, hey, you're screaming. Hey, everybody's screaming on Twitter. And it's like, oh, my goodness. I can't deal. Like, I like the retweets. It's cool, but I can't deal with Twitter. I don't. I don't. Again, that's that. The thing. Twitter will never leave because you get news faster on Twitter than the work, than TV. That's that. They have a niche. They're never going to die. Ten times faster, actually. Uh-huh. You know this. I'm talking to the chorus over here. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I I use Twitter for if something's going on in the world and I want to know a lot about it or um, the weather or, you know, like things like that, that I know I'm going to get some quick information. Otherwise, I try to fi- find like funny accounts on Twitter and maybe like check those out. But otherwise, it, it can it can get kind of dark pretty quickly. I think it, it's for it's, you about wow, wow, so yeah. Facebook, um, Australia's. I know if it's in the news or in Australia, people are cutting off Facebook, saying things like we're, we're, we're leaving Facebook. Now, I had a conversation with um, my girl Malia today from Millennial Marketing. You know, y'all went to school together. I said, How can you yeah. quit Facebook with Instagram? I'm just asking simple questions. It's the same, it's the same thing. So why are, if you're going to quit one, you got to quit, you quit both. How do you feel about that? Me saying that, like, if you're, if you say you're quitting Facebook, quit the whole, oh, cool kid, get kidding caboodles. Cause Instagram, Facebook owns Instagram, right? So you still are giving money to Facebook. So you're not really affecting Facebook at all at the end of the day. But go ahead. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. If the, if the, <laughs> it depends on why you're quitting. I mean, yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're, the goal is that you're trying to hit them where it hurts. It's not going to hit them where it hurts. There's no way. I mean, they have so many, they're still the highest engaged platform in social media. You're not, it's like, 
it's just not going to do anything. Um, now, if you're trying to get off of social media because you have hit your mental limit with social media, which I complete, and that's what this podcast is about, you know, um, it, it, it's two different demographics. So like there, there's a lot of, uh, oh gosh, you're getting me. <laughs> I, there's a lot of, um, a lot of different reasons for, I feel like quitting Facebook over Instagram. Um, you might not have as many people you disagree with on Instagram as you do on Facebook or family members or whatever the reason might be there for quitting it. Um, but you know, both of them, I feel like have different pressures. So it just really depends on your why. And I I see where you're coming from for sure. Like if you're going to quit one, you might as well quit the other, but depends. I mean, one you type and talk or you type your whatever and one's more okay. photographic, but you still type it on the bottom, what you want, what you're really going to say. So okay. again, there's still the same platform. I get, I get it. Like, again, my drugs, Instagram, that's where I roll us. Facebook. I hate Facebook. I think Facebook, if I could get rid of Facebook today, now that I have a bit, I was actually just, I was off Facebook for like four years. And the only reason why I came back because because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was off. I was happy because mm-hmm. I was off the radar. You could mm-hmm. be, I didn't, and I didn't have Instagram. I have anything. I was like, cool. You want to catch me? You know how to text me. Shoot me, hit me in the hip, you know, but I do hate the pressures of Instagram. I hate the yeah. pressures of Twitter. I hate the pressures of always posting for your social media because, you know, for businesses, you have to. And I didn't realize how much of a Harvard job it is to keep up with that. Uh, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, where's like when my 15 or 16 year old nephews, nieces or cousins, because I just don't have time for it. And okay. I find myself, you know, now I'm pushing my time, start time back. Like I don't post till nine o'clock, eight or nine o'clock now. I used to get up seven o'clock in the morning. Like I got to post, I got to post. And I'm like, you know what? When I get to it, I get to it. And mm-hmm. Good. I've come to the, I come to the reality that, your friends are going to follow you regardless. They're going to support you regardless. And if you want new people, you know, there's other routes to doing it, but I'm just like, I, I just do it because of, because of the podcast, to be honest with you. And once the podcast ends, I'm off social media again. Poof. Just yeah. like, poof, just like <laughs> He's that. gone. He's gone. That's- Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Uh-huh. Um, what, question for you, because you kind of brought up a point that I thought about earlier this week, actually. When did you join Facebook? So you now, now I'm about to say my age. See, there you go. There you go. You don't have to say your age. I'm, well, I'm going to out myself as well. But we'll have asked that question. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't work, so I did. So Facebook wasn't around when I was in college. Okay, I had um, MySpace, and there was one before I was on Black, I was on Black Planet. I was on MySpace. And there was one more before MySpace. I can't remember what it was. Like I forget. Re- and everybody talks about it, but I wasn't on it. Um, it was really weird. I don't remember what. Friendster. Yeah. Friendster. Friendster, yes, Friendster. Okay. So I was on three of those. When Facebook came out, I was like, I don't even know anything about this. So I probably I don't I don't even know what year I was on Facebook. Because like maybe two thousand seven, eight, nine, I don't know. But I really I mean, again, I really didn't like it because everybody knew my business. I'm very uh-huh. I'm a very private person actually. I may be extrovert, but I'm very private. You know what I mean? Like I don't really, I do. I don't like people knowing about everything about me. That's not, I mean, even on the podcast, I don't really, I don't talk too much about my private life. I talk, I give you what I'm going to give you, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't give you too much because I don't like mm-hmm. people being in my life. And I try to separate my private life and podcast life. So mm-hmm. with social media, like you said, so Facebook, I don't remember, but I never felt good about it because it just, people always wanted more like, you know, or they got married. I got married or I'm in, I'm in a relationship or I'm single. And it's like, yo, like, I don't really give a rat's ass of what you are. I don't really care. I'm happy for you. Keep it moving. Let's talk. Why don't you post about the times when it's rough? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about when the camera's not on. And I think that's where people are. And then you find out that people go into these situations mentally and they're like sick and they just can't handle life. And, because they're, 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 you know, I had a friend's girlfriend who watched every girl he liked on Instagram. Thank God you, don't, you can't see it no more. Like, that's what I'm saying. 
like wow. why are you liking why are you liking that girl what oh whoa like whoa, whoa you know what i mean so i just look at it yeah. like we as humans have invested too much in this and we're at the point oh, I'm, I'm about to get in my podium real quick but i know uh, here let me here you go <laughs> we, we invested too much in social media i know Somebody, somebody's out there, we need it. We need it. We need to stay in contact with my friends. Okay, that's cool. Um, how'd you stay in contact with your friends before social media? Now, some people may not have been around. I remember I had a call. Reach out and say, hey, what's going on? I don't, if I wanted to send a picture to my friend, I sent a picture. You know, I have a private Instagram and Facebook account of my kids. It's private. You know, it's only for my friends and family. That's it. I don't need to post it. I, I don't, you will never see it. my son on any of my social media. Mm-hmm. The reason why. You know, and then people are like, you can get more likes. You can, you can get, and which is true. People like kids, people, but you know what? I'm not here for that. No, right. no, no, we're not, doing, we're not going that way. I'm not selling my kids out just to get a hundred likes. That's not cool. A lot of people, they, they say they will, they say they don't do it. That's what they really do because they want to feel that love. It's right. not for, for your kids. It's not even for you, really. It's for your kid. And you see it when people post their kids, it blows up on any social media forum, platform. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put a dog on there, oh my God. I was now, just going to say. I'll put my dog on there, you know, but, you know, because I know she'll bite. <laughs> I'm joking. But, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm all on your, I'm all on the show talking crazy, but. Hey, again, this is great. I'm going to bring myself and me. I even, t- I even told Sarah Beth we should do a show together, but she said no, but we're not going to talk about that. First of all, I've been waiting, so Uh-oh. that is not true at all. Um, I think that would be great. Um, so I asked you that because I joined Facebook when it was just for college students, and it was a completely different dynamic, obviously, than it is now. So it sounds like when you joined, it was kind of a free-for-all, and which it became shortly around that time. So that's probably accurate. Um, When I joined, it was only college students. It was like you would be putting where the next party was on campus, stuff that you would never put on there now because like your parents would see it. Um, And it was very different than it is now. Yeah. AOL Instant Messenger? Did you have that? I did have AIM. AOL Instant Messenger. It was Mm -hmm. like I'm at the bar and I, that's, that's how we did it. And y'all had, right. a whole, y'all, had a whole, y'all had a whole platform for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all that you would post on each other's wall, which like you don't do it all anymore. Um, you would, there was a note section. It was kind of like a journal where you would share about your day. Like, yeah, I mean, it was completely, completely different than it is now. And um, so, yeah, just really interesting. And then they remember when they opened it up for everybody and, and all my, my mom got on it and, you know, that was done. So, <laughs> sorry, mom. Right. It was for money, for sure. It was just, it was a very disappointing day. <laughs> day. I was still in college. Like you said, the years match up. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, all right. So, really quick, just a few more questions. Um, I heard through the grapevine, actually, you told me that you have started to partake in no social media Sundays and sometimes even tech-free weekends. So can you tell me, what are your thoughts? Are you liking it? Do you hate it? I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I unplug on Sundays. Unplug. I mean, guess what? Nothing's happening in the world on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If somebody, something happens, they'll text you. I don't mm-hmm. really. I mean, I try, like, like right now, before we even got on this, I'm editing three episodes right now. And the most I'll do with social media, if anything, in the weekend is just edit. That's all I'll do is edit. I mean, I, it's not even social media. I'm on like a whole different network. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll like, I, for my platform for Charm C Collective Media, Saturday is my day. So I'll post something that's about knowledge based, about podcasting. And I'll post a couple pictures that I already have that's pre recorded that I'm going to do. But I don't really look at it. I really don't look at it. I, I post and I get off. I, mean, I like to spend time with my family. I like to relax. You know, I, 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 the week, I remember going, I mean, you got to think about it. I'm 40 years old. I remember going out with my friends, hanging out, chilling, you know, having conversations, drinking, talking, not being on your phone, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, now, see everybody on their phone. They're like, it's eight it's people at the dinner table, all eight on their cell phones. 
hate it. You know what I mean? So why why mm-hmm. like why did you invite me to go grab you a drink with you if you're gonna be yourself on the whole time? Mm-hmm. And then you know, remember the whole check-in. I want everybody to know I'm at. So, but you know what? <laughs> Hello, you know you've got stalkers out in the world. People, are, oh, you're there. Oh, let me go find out if he's there. So what I always do, and I kind of like, I take this from my friend Sarah who traveled the U.S. for a while. She was like, "Yeah, I never, I never post where I'm where I'm at." No but, way. And that's what I do. If I post something, if I'm like, say, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll post. Two hours later, and they're like, oh, you're there eating food? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm home. I don't, mm-hmm. people are psychotic and crazy like that. They will stalk you down and find out, oh, I'm just in the neighborhood. Oh, really? You live all across town, you know, because I saw you post there. So I don't do that anymore. Um, I tell people, careful where you post before you, I mean, I know that's a whole different animal about people following the geotechs, all that stuff, all that stuff but mm-hmm. I don't do it as much. I don't do it anymore. So yeah this is a whole new episode right here right it's a whole new episode episode. i mean no totally we're gonna talk after this we're gonna talk um love what you said about you know making sure that you're paying attention when you're around your friends i think that's really really important and not being on your phone the whole time i think that's great i'm on my phone right now because i just wanted to find out i wanted to have everybody's name let me get me plug them real quick because they're gonna yes please do that when they hear what Aaron didn't plug us, so plug Gary, everyone. Yes, C Plan Do Show. We have that's Gary O'Neill. We have love Gary. Not your average mother runner. Great show. She's on. She's on everything. She has IG Live. She has uh, Clubhouse. She's on everything. She's rolling. Cool. Um, pretty in purpose. Three black women who are just crushing it. They just talk about their life stories and things they've gone through. Um, Nick Burr, that's my man. He does all all our graphics, all the videos. Any video you see that's punk coming out, he does it, does it. So I don't even touch it. So that's his expertise. Um, Tevin, he does uh double T podcast, voice of a young black man. You know, why not me? That was his season. Why not me? I like that. Why not anybody? You know, um, Myra has a show called the Purple Charm Experience Podcast. She's a big Prince fan. She's written a book and she's working finishing her second book. So she's a great cool. author. So these are people that, you know, that need to show get love, you know. And um we have another group coming that I can't I can't release that yet. But we have another group that's coming on that's really badass and uh they're very impressive and they're just they're high caliber people and they deal with finances and real estate and things that just amazes you and just try to create wealth. And it's just okay. a beautiful thing. So I can't can't tell that, but that might be the next episode or something like that. What's the name of the podcast that you were recently on that I listened to the episode? I mean, I gotta tell you, that was freaking so good. Everybody said that. A lot of people have said so that. So freaking good, man. Why would you say that? I'm just curious. Why would you say that? I just, I felt like you, I mean, I feel like you're always candid, but I don't know. It's just like this relaxed, candid vibe and the conversation was so good. And I feel like I even learned I mean, not that I know everything about you, but I feel like I learned a lot about you that I didn't know, (laughs) that I didn't know before. Um, You know, you told your No Picks After Dark story on there. So check that out. I love that story. It cracks me up. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, and the guys were just cool. Like, it was just such a good vibe. Yeah. Off this call, off the record, these these brothers OTR OTR underscore podcast. These brothers are, they're good. There's normally four of them, but, uh, it was three that day, and the best part was they were like, "Let's just rock. Let's go off the cuff and just go at, go after." It. And I normally am not that loose with the tongue, but um, because I have a brand, <laughs> but uh, I didn't at that point. I just didn't get rats ass. I was just like, "Listen, let's let's, let's sit, sit here and talk." And I was sober the whole time. I didn't. I never drink during any episodes. I never drink. I never do anything else because I want to be full mind and body. Because I again, I represent other brands out there that pay absolutely. Me. I never like that, but. I told them about the truth from my heart and that's what it was. A lot of people heard it, you know, um, that's a really, it's a, that's a, a lot of people love that episode because it was deep and I just kept it real all the way yeah. through. And it was exactly. never really let loose like that, but you know, sometimes it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I don't do so many interviews. So this may be like my seventh interview I've done. I don't do too many. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate you being here. Seriously. All right. Last question. Last one. I swear. Uh, I've been asking everybody that comes on my show this question 
And so I want to know what you have to say. In what way do you feel that you've grown in the last year? I, uh, it's funny because I need a question because I listen. So I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, when I first started this podcast, I didn't think it'd be this successful. I didn't think that I would be able to do 100 episodes. I didn't think I would last past six months. Every most podcast, if you know a podcast, or they don't make it past six months because they hit the wall. The reason why, because people, you're not getting the downloads you want. You're not getting to listen to it. Um, I've learned to adapt to that. You know, people always ask, downloads, what's your downloads? My answer is like, who cares? Uh-huh. Uh, if I'm reaching that one person out there. That's what it's all about. Uh-huh. It's your story, not not their story, not not whoever cares. The downloads, not their story. It's, it's your story and the person you're talking with. So, not caring because that 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 almost killed me because I was uh-huh. caring about. Oh my god, why are they why are they liking this person? Goes like social media. Yeah, I'll uh-huh. tie that. So social yeah. media was my demon. And I didn't need that to be my demon because I was like going off of, oh my God, they have all these friends following them. I can't get the same following or I can't get the same likes or people aren't re- reposting my episodes or, and mentally it wears on you. You know, I'm 39, 38 years old. I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. What's wrong with me? Uh-huh. And, um, where I've grown is like, you know, I don't care anymore. I don't care. If you're gonna listen, you're gonna listen. You want to listen to like really cool vibe, a great show, great, great guest, cool. You know, one of your listeners, one of our friends, J, J, Jessica P. I'm not gonna say her last name, but um, she told me she's like my daughter sat in the car and listened to your episode. Her daughter's in high school. That mean that mean that means the world to me. That's guess what? That's a high school kid that wanted to listen to the episode. Love I'm doing my job then. You know, I'm doing my job, and. And I, I, well, I probably will walk away from this and not, and I can say I did everything I wanted to do. And it's a little old cliche as uh, Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. Mm-hmm. You're getting me emotional. <laughs> I'm like blinking over here trying not to. No, yeah. That's so great. That, Thanks. Right. So now you just heard the whole, I just gave you, I just gave a one-on-one class of storytelling. I took you out there. you I threw t- Frank in there, man. I can't ask for any more. You guess on the ride. You did. Called the Aaron experience. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here today. Hey, can you just plug yourself real quick? How can people find out more about you in the show? Listen, people, uh, no picks. It's not P I C, it's picks, P I X. No picks. Um, check me out. Give me a try. Give me a chance. I mean, you know, you never know what you like. I told you, I got more flavors than Baskin Robbins. You don't like a hundred episodes or something. You gotta find one. So um, again, I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. I never do episodes, and if you even look at my history, you won't see a lot of episodes I want anybody else's show. That's because I like to keep the integrity. I look at who the people have interviewed in the past, and and it's all about integrity. It's all about being consistent. It's all about you know people. And you know, I'm, I'm and I'm a mentor, a mentee. And my mentee is doing the show, so of course I was gonna when I had to give her a little. <laughs> hard time to you know do this but um you get at the end of the day i'm happy i could do this i'm honored to be on your show and thank you for doing what you're doing and you know having that platform for social media i think that's going to be something really big coming up in the next it's, it's here now but it's going to i think the effect of this we learn 10 years from now it's going to be just devastating to people i don't know what it's going to be i don't know i can't tell the future but all i can leave, leave people to say is spend time with your friends I know we're in a pandemic. Meet them outside. I know it's cold. Meet them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Get, off, get off the phone. Yeah. Don't let the phone be your boss. We're at mm-hmm. home right now working in front of a laptop all day. And we have a little, little cell phone. Give yourself, give yourself a break. And that's, yeah. that's all I can say. That's all I really want to say. NoPixelDark.com. NoPixelDark on, on Insta. NoPixelDarkPod on Twitter. Clubhouse, no pixel or dark. <laughs> Facebook, no pixel or dark podcast. Um, uh, TikTok, no pixel or dark. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't have a TikTok, so I mean, I'm trying to somebody to train me, but she never has trained me. But we're not going to go into that. But, oh, uh, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But, but uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It was a great, very great, candid conversation, and uh, I hope your listeners get something from it. You know, I hope they say, "Oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty deep." And um, give the Charm City Collective Media a try also, and uh, try try black podcasters out, man. Just try them out. I, I saw a friend of yours who. He's like, oh, I listen. These are my top five podcasts. They're all celebrities. I'm like, cool. Okay. I can uh-huh. It's like a Kim Kardashian. I don't really read uh-huh. And support your local creatives. Support them. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, check him out. See you next time. The vision behind The More You Grow is to reestablish a sense of presence and replace the stress that we feel online, often with social media, with a sense of peace and accomplishment. It's critical to find balance in our day-to-day technology usage to fully experience each moment in life. It's okay to love technology, to love social media and your work, but it's also okay to unplug, to step away from constant notifications that we feel that we have to answer immediately and reset our minds. Our goal is to reconnect to our roots, to get outside, to experience life outside of a screen, to find the peace within and to share ways with each other that we can do this through tools, ideas, and stories that are curated to help improve our lives. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you.